Well, my friends, this is Dr. Mawson from HBM Ministries. Again, we come to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, I would like to continue our series on the Beatitudes. I would like to continue on Blessed are the hunger, or they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Listen to me, my friends. This world is so bombarded with the with a blanket of injustice. Injustice has totally defies the blueprint and the signature of God's copy of justice. So when we talk about righteousness, there is a big picture of this righteousness. And this is one of the reasons why our culture is in such a chaotic and moral disturbance today. We've got so many ups and downs, so many different things, so many different beliefs, and so many radical behavior going on that sometimes I wonder what is God saying in all of this? But injustice is one of the key play in all of this. And my friends, I don't mind telling you today that the rich is not taken away from the rich, but the rich is taken away from the poor. And as a result of that, there is a reaction that comes from mankind when things have been taken away from them that they deserve and sometimes that could be a very violent reactions. But in most cases, people cry for what they want. And the best person to cry out to for what you need today is the Savior. And so when we come to this verse, verse 6, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. My friends, some understand this as our outward poverty and the low condition in this world, which not only exposes men to injury and wrong, but makes it in vain for them to seek and to have justice done to them. That's our world today. Difficult for people to get what they need and those who deserve it. It's very difficult to get what you need. Many of the people that are hungering and thirsting for justice, they're not able to get it because the power of those who oppress them makes it impossible for them to get justice. That's the kind of world that we live in. Justice is denied from these oppressed people by those who neither fear God nor man. And you seeing this around you this day? We have all kinds who doesn't fear God anymore. There was a time when people will not even swear in front of a church, even when nobody was in the church, just the building itself, they would never swear. But my friends, people have lost it. They've lost and walked away from that 
moral blueprint of justice and holiness that God puts in place. Now, somebody asks, what is justice? It is, it is a part of God. It's a part of his holiness. But the world have it wrong. They do the opposite and call it justice. But what many are referring today is really not the justice that the Lord is talking about in Matthew chapter 5. But it is the justice where people are denied, the poor is denied and suppressed. That's what men are talking about. They are oppressed from what is theirs. We got a good example of injustice in the scripture as we see in the book of Exodus. We got that example of the children of Israel in Egypt. They seek justice for their labor in Egypt. But all they had was injustice from Pharaoh. They work hard. And the more they worked, the more the pressure was applied to them. And they were not given what was equally required for them. But they continued to work. That's injustice given to them by Pharaoh. You look around you today. Are you seeing that? I'm sure that many today are seeing injustice all around everywhere they go. And they don't seem to know what to do with what they see. They react, they fight, they murmur, they quarrel with each other, they become aggravated, and then they get to a point, we don't know what to do. Because when we go around in circles asking for help, we get the same result. My friends, what did Egypt do? What did the children of Egypt do? They cried out to God for help. And God in due time sent help to them. When you face injustice, that's what you need to do. You need to cry to the Almighty God. You need to cry to your Savior. Hear me, my friends. The cry of the oppressed will get to the ears of God. And as they suffer through those hardships with a good conscience, they will find hope in the Lord who will see justice done, rights taken place, and will deliver the poor from their oppression. That's why the Bible says, Blessed are they that thirst, my friends, you take matters in your hands, you're going to make it worse. But when you take it to the Lord God Almighty above, who oversees and watch every last person where they go, what they do, how they behave, he watched the poor being oppressed. When you cry to him, he knows your cry. He hears your cry. He got you on his checklist. Don't think that he miss you. He won't miss you at all. 
He didn't miss the birds. He didn't miss the sparrows. They're well taken care of. And if he didn't miss them, he's not going to miss his own. He's not going to miss his people. The very strand of hair on your head, they're numbered by him, my friends. So when you cry, you may not get your answers the same time. But he, he, God Almighty, will answer your prayers, your cry. Leave matters, take matters out of your hand. Leave them to God. He will handle them. We see our world. Many of you are asking governors and officials to change things and try to help you to make your situation better. But it's not getting better. You have been trying for a long, long time. And to you, it's getting worse. You wonder what next should you do. Well, I can recommend the next thing to you to do is to cry out to God for justice. Here's what Psalms 103 said. The Lord execute righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Do you feel oppressed today? Do you feel oppressed, my friends? Well, if you are oppressed, Justice will come to you, regardless of whatever it is that you feel that you're treated unjustly, it will come to you because God is in full control and his eyes, just as, as his eyes are on the sparrows, his eyes are on you today. Those who contentedly bear oppression quietly refer themselves to God to plead their case shall in due time be satisfied. You will understand the gracious work of God in your soul if you don't take matters into your hand. If you leave it up to Him, He will work it out for you. Your politicians may not be able to work it out. Your governors may not be able to work it out. Your spouses may not be able to work it out for you, but God have it under his control. It's just a matter of time. It will work out. And I know some of you for a long time have said, it is too long and you're about to give up. Don't give up. You stay in prayer and stay on your knees to God. And don't retaliate. You take your burdens to the cross. Take them to Jesus. He's got the best answers for you. You cannot lose at the cross. You will never lose and he will never let you down at the cross when you take your burdens to him. My friends, that cross never let the world down. The disciples ran away from the cross because they felt let down but at the same time what they did not know it was victory at the cross for them and today you may feel let down today 
But your victory is when you take it to Jesus, leave it there. Cast all your cares of injustice upon him, for he careth. And he has a file. He has a checklist. He knows when it's your time. And he knows when it's not your time. One of the problems is many people cannot wait. They want it too fast, too quick, and they want it how they want it. You are not going to tell Almighty God when, how, and where to give what he has to give to you. God's time clock is not like ours. God's agenda is not like our agenda. He has a specific agenda for you. But you need to take all your cares upon the cross to the cross and leave them at the foot of the cross where Jesus will deal with them. I know this is not modern talk. Our modern day church, modern day Christians, they're not talking about the cross anymore. They're not talking about taking burdens to the cross and leave it there. They say, I'll take matters into my hand and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Well, if you're going to do what you're going to do and you're going to do your thing, you cannot do your thing and God does his thing and you expect it to work out in your favor. God must have the full case in his hand so that he can handle it. And that's the way the world sees the justice. But this is not what Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 5. He wasn't talking so much about the injustice that is surrounding you. He was talking about something else higher than what you see around you. He was talking about the justice that is in the righteousness of Christ. My friends, this righteousness that Christ is talking about and justice is not so much the denial of justice here. Instead, it is the deep passion to climb past the present spiritual condition that you're in today. And if you are honest with yourself, you will look at yourself and see where you are at this moment in your spiritual condition. And if you're hungry and thirst for righteousness, my friends, you will pass where you are and reach for more because the cry of every man is, I want more. I want more. And even when he gets more, he still wants more. All truths are parallel. If mankind in the natural can cry for more of things that are natural, when he cries for more, he wants more still. My friends, your righteousness that Jesus is talking about today is that spiritual righteousness where you cry for more and you can never get enough. You're still crying.
Jesus said to his disciples and to the multitude that was with him, except your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribe and Pharisees, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You can find that in the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. My friends, if you ask me, and I'm sure that you know what the scribes and the Pharisees were like, they were only interested in rituals and outward show, outward appearance of things. So Jesus said, you got to exceed that. Can I ask you a question today? Where are you with your righteousness? That righteousness has to do something with the soul. Where are you with that? That's what Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 is talking about. The righteousness that has to do with the soul. Other people see it as injustice around you. It is the righteousness that God clothed the soul of man with. The Bible said that we are purchased with the righteousness of Christ. And just as one desire meat and bread and cannot be satisfied with nothing else beside meat and bread, my friends, so must be our desires for spiritual blessing of the soul. That's the righteousness that you and I need. Where is your cry today? Is it for more worldly things? It is, for more, is it for more money? Are you crying because you want to have more kids? Are you crying because you want to change your home and relocate somewhere else where nobody knows where you are, very few people knows where you are? Are you crying for that today? Listen to me, your cry should be for righteousness more for righteousness and i'm talking about righteousness that you walk in every day i'm not talking about something that you leave in church on a sunday morning and then you go back the next sunday and pick it up and put that that clothes on and perform no sir this is a 24 hour seven days a week righteousness holiness that is the justice that is righteousness that is the thing that god wants you and i to cry out for today in other words saying i never get enough of this i want more so what christ is talking about regarding righteousness is not so much the denial of justice it is the passion of crying for more. Yes, Jesus made it known. It must exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. Hear me, beloved. Hear me, my friends. This righteousness have to do with the soul. It is the righteousness that God clothed. Put a clothe of righteousness upon the soul of man. The Bible tells us that we purchase with that righteousness. 
the cry of man for his soul must be oh god give me spiritual blessings for the soul or else i die do you have that cry give me spiritual blessing for the soul or i'll die that's the thirst for righteousness give me give it to me everything else is dross and craft unsatisfying just give me these and i will have enough though i have nothing hear me my friends hunger and thirst are appetites that return frequently and call for fresh satisfaction and just as hunger and thirst calls for fresh satisfactions so are holy desires that's what jesus was talking about blessed are they that thirst after righteousness man or the woman boy or the girl who can say i want more i need refreshing i need to climb higher i am not satisfied with where i am i need to go a little higher that's what jesus is talking about hear me i've walked around and hung around some folks who all they talk about is their achievements in life they talk about their money talk about their properties and they talk about all of their accomplishments their kids their grandkids their education it's everything is all about them this righteousness was not what jesus was talking about he wasn't talking about self-righteousness he wasn't talking about anything that you have attained in life he wasn't talking about your good things and how good a man or good a woman you are he wasn't talking about how you kept the moral law he wasn't talking about how often you've been in church he wasn't talking about that when he said blessed are they that thirst after righteousness my friend he wasn't talking about that he was talking about your holy desires the crave and the passion for it the more that you want he didn't care about what you have attained in life jesus wasn't worried about that he wasn't worried about it at all but what he was talking about is that deep desire for more and for the daily pardoning of sins and daily renewed grace that's blessed are they that thirst after righteousness daily renewed grace you need it in this hour because you are confronted every day in every moment with something that 
challenge and threatens your salvation, your Christianity, your walk with God. Something that makes you want to get in the flesh and react in the flesh. When you thirst after righteousness, those things will come. They won't stop. But your desires are higher and deeper, so you won't pay much attention to those little things. They're just light afflictions. They're just for a moment. They're things that will pass. What you need every day to live up this Christian life and to live above the sins of the world is every day you come before God asking him to forgive you all of your wrongs and your mistakes and then you ask him to renew his grace in your heart every day so that you can walk in victory and your spiritual ambition can move to another level blessed are they that thirst after righteousness that's it my friends i can agree that there's some social injustice around and as people see it with the rich and the poor and the have and the have-nots. But that's not really what Jesus was talking about when he said, blessed are they that thirst after righteousness. He was referring to the soul of man, the spiritual blessing for the soul of man. Don't you want that today? Don't you want to feel you're climbing higher as the heart Panted for the water, so panted my soul after thee, O God. Don't you want that kind of righteousness? Well, it's there. My friends, all you need to do is desire and be passionate about it. Climb higher. When everything else fails that is around you, your spiritual life, and your anchor in Christ will never fail. It will outlive all the trials and all the issues and concerns of life, the problems, it will outlive them. And you will be still standing when everything materially is taken away from you. You will be still standing at peace with yourself and peace with the things that were gone and taken away from you. Why? Because you thirst after the righteousness of God so much that you are satisfied with what you have and the things that you don't have that are temporary of this world. May God bless you. May you continue to seek passionately, thirst passionately, for righteousness, and you will be filled. Our Father, I ask you today for grace and for strength, renewed grace in the hearts of all of us today, that we may continue to climb, we may continue to see the great things of God rather than the poor things of this world. In Jesus' name, amen.